Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Kyle Roof, the founder of SEO agency High Voltage SEO and Page Optimizer Pro. So this week, we're talking on-page SEO. Thanks for downloading. The words on the page and the structure of our content is really important to our SEO efforts. And if we're honest, a lot of us just kind of write what comes into our heads, don't we? We don't spend a lot of time working out if we're writing the right stuff. So this week, I'm joined by Kyle Roof, the founder of SEO agency High Voltage SEO and the SEO tool Page Optimizer Pro. He's going to give us a bit of a masterclass on the basics of on-page SEO. So where are the, where's the most important place to slot a keyword? Is on-page SEO more important than technical SEO? And can AI help us with our content? Going to get all these questions answered. Now, you can find Kyle on his website at the High Voltage SEO website and also at Page Optimizer Pro. Don't forget to connect with him on LinkedIn as well. There's lots and lots of links in the show notes. Can I quickly mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is ad-free? I'd love it if you could give the pod a quick shout on social media and subscribe via your favourite podcast app. You can check out more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now, the first thing I asked Kyle was to kind of explain what on-page SEO is. I think the easiest way to think about it is it's the words on the page. Mm. Uh, all of the words, and actually all of the words on the page, and not just the copy that you've written, but even the stuff kind of around the copy, that all falls into on-page SEO. A little bit of the tricky part is that there is there are some things that you might not see that are also on-page SEO that are there within the code. And that's mm. kind of depending on how your website is built or how your developers built it or what platform you're using. There, there are some areas in there that Google will also look for terms. Uh, uh, but all of that kind of is, is what the on-page SEO is. So the simplest way, as I said, is, is to think about the words on your page. Mm. And then once you realize that, then it's good to understand that Google looks at very specific places on your page yeah. to look for specific terms. And not all of those places are weighted equally. And that's kind of where the optimization comes in, like how many times to put words in different areas becomes yeah. very important. Yeah. So we're talking about like the navigation, the call to action buttons. What about little things like what about your footer thing at the bottom where you put all the pages nobody ever reads? Yeah. Even things that are in there, Google can and will consider mm. uh, in terms of how to rank that page. Uh, and that would fall into on-page optimization. So, so what I don't know, this is probably another podcast completely, this is, but what kind of priorities does Google give to various areas of the page? I mean, when you say areas of the page, are we talking like above the fold or are we talking specific bits? Specific bits. Um, since I've been running tests on Google's algorithm uh, back in 2015, the top four places to put a keyword haven't changed. Right. Those places are in your title tag. Yep. They're in your H1 tag. Yep. They're in your URL. And they're within paragraph tags. So like the P tags are the things that actually then create the paragraphs on your page. Yeah, Those are the top four places to put a keyword. This doesn't change forever, has it really? No, it's not. It, it, yeah. And it's one of the things I always have to come back to people is stop out clevering Google. Yeah. You know, like people, people really want to make it a little bit harder than it is. But to be honest with you, if you've put your keyword in those four places, you've probably done 60% of SEO. Yeah, because I mean, I'm old enough to remember HTML one point something or other, I think. It was back in about 1996 or something. And the title tag was to tell people the title of the page. So 
you would use a keyword in it. You've got to or else you're not telling anybody what it what it's about. And then the H1 was the kind of on-page title of the page. And again, you've got to put it in there, haven't you? It, it just you makes know, sense. Of course. And you'd think like sometimes people think to it, oh, I need to make those different. Like, why would you give something different? Mm. Like, why would the chapters in a book in the front <laughs> cover say one thing? And then when you get to chapter four, it says something completely different. Yeah. That wouldn't make that wouldn't make any sense. So the, the, the basically the title that you give a search engine is, is the title tag. And the title you're going to give humans is your H1. And those should be the same thing and they should contain keywords. It's pretty straightforward, but yet a lot of people miss that. Yeah. Do you think we overthink it sometimes? I think what happens is that people hear about all these techniques or cool things to do, and, and a lot of those things are, but they kind of miss that foundational stuff at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of skip to step 50 rather than taking out steps one, two, and three first. And do you class kind of like keyword researchers on page SEO? Yeah, for sure, because you, you want to know what content you're going to put on. And um, keyword research is obviously a big part of that kind of kind of the first steps of a content strategy would definitely be, I think, okay, what concepts do we want to talk about? Is it worthwhile for us to talk about these mm. things? And, um, you know, what kind of uh, potential traffic could we get out of this content? I, th and I think that's definitely a big part of on-page SEO. One of the things I always found interesting about when, when, when I research keywords and phrases and things like that is you, you tend to sometimes find words and phrases that you hadn't thought about in the first place and that maybe you don't use within your industry, but people without outside the industry, they do use those phrases. That's 100% correct. Mm. I see all the time where I'm talking with uh, someone and they're giving me the technical term mm. for it. And I said, okay, well, when your neighbors talk about this, what, what do they say? <laughs> How do they describe it? You know, the, the, because they're not in your field. And you often find out that, um, you know, some technical term is not really searched for at all because the, the layperson doesn't know what that means. And that they'll, they'll be searching in a way that they understand. And, and that's something, you know, as part of like that keyword research uh, and part of the content strategy, you need to really think about how will people be searching for this content? And you want to make sure you're getting those words on the page as well. Yeah, I suppose acronyms as well fall into that quite a lot, don't they? Because, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah Any was, kind of industry jargon, yeah. like spec spec numbers, that kind of stuff, nobody knows that. Yeah, I found <laughs> I, I found, a, I found an acronym on LinkedIn the other day, and I, I, I just looked at it and I thought, I have no idea what you're talking about. I haven't got a clue. Um, so I threw it into Google and got about 15 different things, and it's like, I still don't really know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so do you think... On-page SEO is more important than kind of technical off-page SEO. Well, I, I will tell you that the only page that cannot rank is the page that doesn't exist. You can't sure. rank a blank page or anything. And also, Google doesn't rank websites. You know, often I'll talk with maybe a new client and I'm like, they're like, okay, we kind of want to win this term or we like this concept. And I'm like, okay, what page on your site is dedicated to that? And they're kind of like, um, <laughs> the site? And it's like, yeah. well, it doesn't really work that way. So you do have to have a specific page for a kind of a primary keyword or a top level concept. Um, so for in that regard, it, it's certainly extremely important. The thing about technical SEO though, is that that is kind of a first step and can Google find your site in the first place and can mm. Google crawl it? Yeah. And if the answer is no there, then it really doesn't matter what your content is because yeah. Google can't get there anyway. So it's hard to say like if one is more important than the other, but um, usually the technical SEO is the kind of stuff that's knocked out early on or if something breaks then it's fixed but it's not something that's continually done whereas like on page seo because that usually goes with your content strategy is going to be something that's ongoing continually so you'll be doing a lot more of that yeah i i talk to a lot of technical seo people and they always bring up the crawling thing so that like say oh you need technical seos because if you can't crawl your website google's never going to be able to find it 
And, yeah, that's exactly, no, and they're, they're right. right. They're right. They're right. <laughs> they but, are then, right. but then I look at it from my point of view is that if your website development team has done such a crap job with your website that it can't be crawled, you shouldn't have to be getting a technical SEO person in to fix it. Uh, that's true. There are some things that maybe they wouldn't be familiar with, like maybe if you're doing like across different um, countries and different languages and how to handle those things from a technical SEO point of view. But again, that's usually a one-off, not an ongoing type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but but do you do you kind of focus more on? Do you put more weight and more budget into the copy on the page? Yeah, absolutely. And and the reason is that the only thing that you completely control is what you're putting on your website. You yeah. don't really have a lot of control over somebody linking to your website or other sites and and how that happens or if Google likes those links or not. But you do have control on the content that you're putting on there. And what I've found is the better that your on-page optimization is, the fewer external signals you need. Yeah, yeah. And for for like some terms, you know, you can actually be quite successful without doing anything externally. There is probably a point where the sidewalk will end for more competitive terms and you do need mm. external signals such as yeah. backlinks. But the better you do, the fewer backlinks you will need for sure. Yeah. Do you think backlinks, I mean, are backlinks, are they still important? Your average, average website, is the copy more important than the backlink? I would, you know, I think so, yes. I think you'll yeah. get more mileage out of the copy, but backlinks are still part of it. And if you're in a more competitive niche, it will need to be part of your strategy for sure. Yeah, because I mean, I remember the 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 chaos that was the 2000s and, and like you're typing Britney Spears, okay? And the first first two or three results would be trying to sell you a credit card or something like that, but they just optimized it as Britney Spears, just hoping. <laughs> the good old days. The good old days, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, So if you had to start kind of optimizing an, an existing page. If you're a marketing person, you're going to be working with an SEO, you're going to be doing some, some work with somebody, and you come to an existing page that's already there, where do you kind of start looking at it? Well, I guess after you put your keyword in the top four places. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, a caveat on that, if uh, you have a page that already exists and it's ranking and it's getting traffic and you don't have your keyword in your URL, don't change your URL. Because right. what you've done at that point is you've given Google a brand new page. Google have to refactor it, yeah. and there's no guarantee that you're going to get that ranking back that you had. Yeah. So leave existing pages URLs as is. Um, but for me, the the thing I want to look at is is what's Google rewarding for this keyword or this term? What Google shows you the sites that it likes, and it shows you those sites and it likes them for either their on-page SEO or their off-page, or often just a combination of the two. So you can start to see for that particular term what is Google rewarding. What kind of copy should I get on here? For example, I've had people, they'll tell me like, you know, I've got this product page and I just can't get it to rank mm. for some reason. And then I'll do the search and I'll say, well, Google isn't ranking any product pages. Google's ranking long form content yeah. for this particular term. <clears throat> so for you to be able to rank, you're going to need to write long form content. You know, and, and your 500 word uh, product page is not going to compete against these 3,500 word pages. And yeah. so you need to see what Google wants to rank for a particular term, and then that's the kind of page that you need to start producing uh, in order to be competitive for that term. Uh, are you into kind of like creating topics for content uh, uh, around uh, on a website? Yeah, for sure. Mm. Um, you know, uh, closely linked, they're all sort of like interlinked with each other. That's a huge part of it. Mm. Um, 
and they don't have to be linked uh, by uh, the URL structure or any kind of site structure, but just um, links that are within the body content can create what we call a silo, mm. a, a virtual silo. And so you can start to help Google understand what concepts are about or what you're talking about by kind of interlinking pages together within, within the copy. But something that you want to make sure to do in order to um, demonstrate uh, authoritativeness mm. is that you are you have topical coverage. You've answered all of the questions. Mm. And that's a big way to help boost your site, but also uh, help you keep your rankings when Google, at some point, Google's gonna probably have to decide, should you, your site be in the index in the first yeah. place? And if you are a go-to website where people get all the questions answered, then you have a good chance of, of kind of passing that test. Yeah. Um, th those terms are all, often usually longer terms when you're answering questions or kind of providing more information. You can often win them easier with less effort. And especially if you're just starting out, it's the kind of uh, situation where you can start to get traffic, good traffic, the correct traffic to your site, um, while you're kind of competing against maybe some uh, other sites for some more competitive terms. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned earlier about uh, kind of like not changing the URL if it, if everything's working okay. Are you a fan of kind of not not fixing it if it ain't broken sort of thing or whatever the phrase? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many people have tried to chase something like oh I could just do this and it'll be just a little bit better and they end yeah. up losing all their rank. Especially like if you're on page one uh, for a term, you are less you're more likely to drop than to go up on anything that you're doing. Uh, and there's a certain inertia that happens in ranking where. Um, you know, the site's ahead of you. Might Maybe you're in the three spot. It's possible you could never get to number one for that term. Sure, yeah. You know, those other sites are just going to be there. They've been there longer. And so anything you start to tinker with, you're really just risking dropping more than, than yeah. the, the potential gain. So when you kind of want to decide, like, all right, if we go in and really do some work on this page, are we comfortable if it drops a few spots for the, for the hope of gaining a few spots? And you kind of want to kind of weigh that decision before you really start doing anything major on the page. Yeah, do you think we need to know our place in the rankings in a way? Because, I mean, for example, if you're running a hotel uh, in a small town and it's a small independent hotel and in the same road or something or just around the corner you've got a Hilton, again, you're wondering why you're not outranking Hilton for a town, for a hotel in that town. Do, you, do people need to kind of like understand their place, I suppose? Uh, absolutely. Often you can see, especially in a local search like that, there mm. might only be one or two spots for the local uh, business yeah. to be on page one. And that the rest will be taken over by Hilton or Hotel.com or Agoda or those types of sites. And you'll notice that there might only be one or two spots that are even available. So those are the one or two spots that you are competing for. And um, you, you need to be cognizant of that. Like, okay, these are our two spots. We have to try to knock these two guys out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned a little bit of... A little bit ago about like a 500 word product page or something and, and, and you know, having to write more content about it. Uh, is is um, search intent still a thing? Like the person who's looking maybe to do some research, the person who doesn't know what product they need to solve a problem and maybe the person who needs to just buy something. Is intent still a thing? Um, I'm not a huge fan of that concept mm. uh, simply because Google takes care of that for you. Right. When you when you search for something, Google shows you the pages that it wants, and Google has made the assumption on what that search intent is. So I don't think you have to you personally decide what the search intent is. I think you just need to look at and see what Google is showing. And Google can be wrong there, and I know that frustrates people. And like this this really isn't answering the question. I was like, well, if you want that term, this is what you're gonna have to put out there. Yeah, yeah. And and there, you're, there's nothing you can do to to teach Google. To train, to train, you're not going to change Google's mind on anything. Yeah. Like, well, actually, Google, this is the way you should be talking about. That's just not happening. Yeah. So you need to see what's there, and Google's kind of taken that search intent question, then and answered it for you by showing you what's there. 
Sure, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so should we be building kind of like an SEO strategy when we when we start planning our, our content, planning our, our website right at the beginning of redesign or redesign? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you want to know what you need to, need to get on, on that site. And there's, there's going to be different types of content that you're going to want to get on the site, and that's going to be you know, some informational content, uh, kind of resources type pages. Um, what you might consider money pages where you're going after specific terms to in order to to get ROI. You need to supporting content. Um, and I think if you didn't have an SEO strategy in place ahead of time, you're just going to randomly put a lot of stuff on your site. Mm. And I think you're going to be spinning your wheels quite a bit uh, and not getting maybe the traction that you could be getting. So I think as you're kind of in that early phase or if you're in a redesign phase or wherever you might be, that's a great time to get a three-month plan together. And um, and that should go along with whatever your content publishing schedule is too. You should probably have a three-month at least schedule. Like we know we're going to be posting this stuff um, this far out. And then that, I think that should go hand in hand with whatever um, SEO strategy you put together. Yeah. Is there kind of like a difference between a copywriter and an on-page SEO person? Would a copywriter do both? Would a SEO person do both? Would you need need two different people? Well, a typical setup would be that you've got an SEO and what they're going to do is they're going to help you write a brief right. for that content and say, hey, look, these, here's the best way to do it. You know the title for whatever you need to write. You know, okay, this yeah. is our title. And then you give the writer, um, okay, we need four sections and these are the subheadings for those sections. And just give them that. And then tell them, just answer this correctly. And you can even give them a word count if you need a specific word count. But basically, like, here's the title. So this is what we're talking about. Here are the four sections. Now you write that. If you and if you then take that and then put it into uh, an on-page SEO tool, now you're just going to be tweaking slightly for uh, for some SEO terms. Very small edits. And, you've, and, and you're going to get really good copy that way. Yeah. So the SEO person is kind of like guiding the copywriter in a way. Yeah, like just kind of through that sort of like an outline or a brief and then coming back through and editing uh, just a little bit before it goes to to publish. But what I found is that if you kind of run it through a tool or you do that check and you're missing counts wildly, that's a bad writer. And that's actually somebody that just missed <laughs> the point entirely. So people, I think people do, do, do some, often do it a little bit backwards where they try to like write for SEO maybe at the beginning and that be, gets like kind of stilted writing and it's not often very user friendly or very readable. But if you just give them those sections, uh, okay, these are you know what we're gonna cover here, and, and then they fill it in, they should be getting really close to the counts that you need for on-page SEO, and it should be very simple editing after that for, for SEO purposes. Yeah. Um, I suppose the big elephant in the room at the moment, and, and the thing that's getting all the hype, is is kind of generative AI. Uh, do you see do you do you see it helping or hindering with with on-page SEO? Well, so it looks like what they're doing, you know, like uh, at the top of the page where there's like an answer. Mm. It's called a featured snippet. Yeah. It just looks like um, fancy featured snippets to me so far. That yeah. uh, there might be just a couple more sections to it, or a couple other bonus features to it. So what that looks like to me is that that's just another uh, opportunity for optimization. Yeah. You know, you needed to show up in the first, you know, ten anyway to probably be eligible for that, and then there's probably going to be optimization needed so that Google pulls out the right part. You know, with my, that's probably gonna get into things called entities or semantics. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's just gonna be, I think, one more layer of, of optimization. And from my perspective, that's great, because then that probably means I make a little more money. Yes. You know, there's, yeah. there's a little more work for an SEO to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you see the search results being completely replaced by generative? Because it, it actually seems a little bit harder to get an answer sometimes. 
Well, no, and and the right now everything it's a language model that's predicting yeah. uh, the words that it's anticipating. It's not actually searching for anything. What it's doing is it has all this knowledge or all of these words. And it's making a prediction as to what the next word should be. Yeah. Um, I saw a great example uh, last week of a lawyer that used ChatGPT and it made up four cases. And now that lawyer needs to t- <laughs> needs to explain why they shouldn't be sanctioned. Um, but and then when when it was asked, are these real cases? It came back and said, yes, you can find these in LexisNexis or Westlaw, which are yeah, two yeah. big legal directories. And they those are behind a paywall. <laughs> like you yeah. can't just log in and go. And I don't think ChatGTP has a subscription just yet. Yeah, and uh, it, it was really demonstrating that it is just making up words, and yes. it's often really cool. And, and, and even with some information, it can be correct, but uh, it will confidently lie to you, and yeah. um, that's why I don't think it can possibly replace uh, search entirely. No, no, no. What about the writing the content though for your for your website? So it's it's a, it's an okay first draft uh, mm. sort of a situation. Uh, you will need someone to come in and edit for voice and tone, and, and obviously for facts. Yeah. Um, it's also it's pretty decent at generating content ideas. Yeah. You know when you when you want to come up with that content list, uh, it, it it's really it, it's great to come up. It'll 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 get you far with that. Don't ask it about like keyword volume though or search volume because it will make up numbers and they are incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that demonstrated a couple of weeks ago and it was pretty hilarious. It'll yeah. give you numbers. It'll tell you what it thinks, but it's not anything. It's, yeah. Uh, real yeah. at all. Yeah. I've 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 seen some ridiculous things. There was there was one where. I can't remember the basketball players, but it was kind of like X basketball player was uh, six foot seven, um, B basketball player was seven foot one, and it was kind of like who's the tallest? And it said the one six foot seven is the tallest, and it's like it, a five year old to get that because I mean that's not what it's meant for, you know. No, that's just not. It, it. It's not doing any like analysis on yeah. this to determine what is. Or what isn't? It's literally just guessing at the right words. Yeah. So edit, edit the God's sakes, please edit after it's generated. I, so I would still yeah. use, I'd still use a human, and I would, st- I would go back to the the method. I, I would help it have me write those subset subheading sections. Mm. You know, that yeah. that's a great yeah. use for it, or to generate the titles, and then yeah. that's what you want then to get over to your writer and have a human do. Yeah. What about tools? What about tools? What what, what can we use to help us kind of like analyze our our on page SEO? You do need something that's going to give you benchmarks for terms and mm-hmm. saying like, okay, uh, these terms you need on the page and you, and you need them in these places. There are a lot of very good tools that do it. Um, I'm obviously horribly biased because I built yes. one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but um, to be perfectly honest with you, the, the best tool is the one that you'll use. Yes. You know, the, and that your team will use. And different people like different tools for a lot of different reasons. And so um, uh, my tool, I think, you, is definitely worth a shot. Yeah. But... Um, it's not. It doesn't hurt my feelings at all when somebody says, "Hey, you know, I use your competitor's tool." And I'm like, yeah, "That's yeah, great." Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, if you're using it, that's the whole key. So, so what is your tool? What does it? What does it do? Uh, my tool. It's a Page Optimizer Pro, and the concept is you put in the the URL for a page that you want to optimize, and then what we'll do go we'll um, pull from your competitors, and then we're going to tell you, okay, we would recommend putting these terms in your title, uh, these terms in your H1, these terms in your subheadings, these terms in in your body copy, uh, and so then you can run. Uh, counts to make sure that you're getting the right terms on the page in the right places is really the idea. So is it kind of like analyzing the folks who are doing better than you? Yeah, better is one thing. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's really the ones that we're identifying that Google likes. And yeah. then um, there's a lot of analysis to get rid of outliers. Um, just because somebody is above you, that doesn't mean they've necessarily done it right. And so we try to identify times sure. when they might not be doing it right and try to discount that 
in the um, in the recommendations that we're going to give you. Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's fascinating. I could chat for ages and ages about it. I got, I've got like a thousand questions I could ask about this. <laughs> Let's do um, it. I got, I got time. <laughs> yeah, I, most of mine revolve around web developers delivering rubbish websites. That's my, mm. yeah, that's my real issue. I uh, really, there are times I've got, I don't know how many devs work for me, but uh, there are times when I'm not happy with that crowd very much. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, web devs. So, yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, I, I get grumbled at all the time from my developers moaning at me about things. It's like, just why does the homepage title tag say home? I mean, home. Uh, I mean, at least just put the company name in there. I mean, that's a start. You know, but yeah, I could, I could that's, and that's not a tricky one either. It's not. I could go on for hours. Um, anyway, Kyle, thanks ever so much for your time. And where can we find you? Where's your website, social media bits? The easiest thing is uh, kyleroof.com. And uh, my stuff's all on there and links out to what, links to the things I'm doing, shows I'm on, stuff like that. Fantastic. Lovely. Thanks for your time, Kyle. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks to Kyle for his time. Don't forget to check out all the links in the show notes and subscribe. You'll find the podcast on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Google, all over the place. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.